It's BudPod 158. 158. My wife's late. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think if you had a wife, she'd be late? Um, My girlfriend is a late, a late Larry. Oh, she's late to people. Mm-hmm. Late to things. Um, I, I don't think so, because I do find lateness quite irritating. But she might still do it, though. She might still do what? Be late. What do you mean? In defiance of your feelings. Well, exactly, but I, I, I presume the question meant, so if, would you get far enough in a relationship to marry someone if they were regularly late to things? And I'm saying it's a real turn-off no. to me, so oh. it's unlikely. So the the other factors would have to compensate so heavily. Yeah. Although How late, though? Because my girlfriend is late to things, but she's not so late that I suspect her of having, say... A substance abuse problem. Sure. I it's think like within the ten minutes sort of Yeah, I think within ten, fifteen minutes, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have become more late in, in my adult years. As I've just the, the the thing is I've discovered you can get away with it. Yeah, that's the worst thing in the world. It's like a, it's like eating the fruit from the tree in the garden, isn't it's it? Forbidden fruit lateness. Mm-hmm. That's, I, <laughs> that's what God said. Oh now they know that they could have been late. Yeah. This whole time. Because of like school and uni, and I did a degree where I had to be places at certain times. Yeah, I had yes. to be in the lab by a certain time. So you know, a, a start time meant something. And then yeah. you go and get into adult world, and a lot of the time, the start time is there's there's room for negotiation. Yes, when especially when you're a freelance adult like us. Yes, freelance adult. Because you're a freelance adult, there's got to be a twist there is the twist is you have to do your own taxes yeah yeah you're a freelance adult substantial financial risk (laughs) (laughs) freelance adult is um a spin-off from mecatine i reckon that's the yeah that's the next stage of mecatine mecatine grows and up into freelance adult because he still wanks as much as he did because he's freelancer. That's why he's gone freelance, mainly. It's, he looked at the corporate world and went, but when do you wank? But and, when do you wank? Oh, wank, we, wank. Um, may, like, maybe in the evening. But by the, to be honest, you're so tired from a day's work in the city. You get home, you just want to watch TV and go to sleep. What? No. No. I always thought Mecatine would be defeated by, well, an intergalactic squid, perhaps. But not the nine to five. Megatine's greatest enemy, structured time. <laughs> Megatine is going freelance, lance, lance. <laughs> with the power of the freelance, lance, lance. <laughs> and free wanks, wanks, wanks. <laughs> His new slogan, it's deductible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, my uh, 158, my wife is late. Or are you explaining that you're um, a widower? Ah, yes. Maybe. Yeah. There would be, to... be a slightly odd way of saying it. But then why are you telling anyone, I suppose? Why? My wife's late. Well, no, because if someone goes, um, you say my how's, your, how's, your, how's your wife? And I go, well, actually, my wife's late. <laughs> they'd go, well, yeah, they'd, you'd be creating more of a problem for yourself. So you probably feel pretty bad for yourself now, huh? What? Your wife's late. That's um the nurse who the nurse who rang my father to tell him that his father had passed away said your father is late. No. Yeah. Really? Well, English wasn't her first language. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wasn't just in mad Victorian. That's funny. And obviously from context my dad knew, but still he was like, "What? What?" <laughs> Dad's late. There's this um, this is there's this hilarious running character in um in Arrested Development, the doctor who, who oh, keeps the... describing things in strange ways. Yes, yeah, he's all he'll be all right, and oh, it's because he's lost his left hand. Yeah, so, yeah, so he'll be all right now. And they just start beating him. Eventually, they just they know this is coming, and he if, comes in the room. And they just go, "Oh, not this guy!" <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And Lucille Bluth just start whacking him with her handbag. <laughs> How did he become a doctor? It's so. Why would guy. you say things that way? <laughs> So, so good. <laughs> um, spe- <laughs> speaking of um, 
horrifying uh, things, which we weren't. But speaking of them, yeah. Speaking of wait, confusing ways of talking, that'd be a thing. Speaking of squids, we weren't talking about squids. No, but speaking of them, <laughs> um, that's a way that you decide what the next thing we're going to talk about. No, but speaking of this now, though. <laughs> Uh, you just showed me the trailer for a, a show that looked like, and I think you should leave sketch. Yes, it's it's a post-apocalyptic style game show that um was. Uh, they shared... don't say it's that. We think it's that. Oh, okay. It's a right? show on Netflix called Awake: The Million Dollar Game. Yeah. They don't say it's post-apocalyptic, but it, it is. is. It, it it was brought to my attention by some people who, who who I did a job with who loved it, loved it, and they're like, "You got to see Awake. It's crazy." The whole premise of Awake is. Five contestants, they enter a sort of big hall, big room, and they're given a table and sacks and sacks of quarters, American coins. Yes. And they have to count up these quarters as many as they can over, I think, a 24-hour period. No sleep. No sleep. 24-hour period. They're counting up the coins, and they have to keep a track of how much they're counting in their heads. They can't write it down. They have to just mentally keep a track of how much they've counted in quarters. Yeah. By the end of the 24 hours, they then take what they've collected to the studio where they then start a game show of taxing mental and physical tasks. Yeah, and little games. Little games which require you to have like good hand-eye coordination, good short-term memory, all the stuff that you lose the, the less sleep you get as you get yeah. to bed with sleep deprivation and and so they're exhausted and then by the end if they get through to the end bit they beat all the others they if their guess of how much money they counted in quarters is right they get to have it i think but then they can bet it all to say they got it right within five dollars Ooh, that's tempting yeah so sometimes they they go no I'll stick with it but then they'll still show if they got it and sometimes their uh, guess okay. like one guy his guess was within fifty cents really he'd counted like forty thousand dollars or something fuck and his guess was in fifty cents and he didn't take the he didn't take the gamble but the gamble would have doubled his money he would have got a million dollars instead of the hundred something thousand pot that you oh get. I see I see I see okay yeah. I get you yeah um, so if you gamble it all you get a million dollars okay I mean. It's because, supposed. It's supposed to. It's uh, what I'm surprised by is that it's legal. Yeah, in I guess the US because it's, it's like Guantanamo Bay shit. Well, that's the power TV of the studio. waiver, isn't it? Right, right, right. And Americans will sign a waiver for anything to be on TV. It seems they love waivers. They love to waive their rights, so they otherwise bang on about twenty four seven. But for a chance at a game show, those rights they can waived. <laughs> the only thing they love to waive more than their rights is their flag. <laughs> um. The yeah, I mean, you know, we're recording this still in the in the pre-Wang holiday block. So, yeah. for holiday you listeners, block. holiday block. For you listeners, it was last week. For us, it was just now. We were just making a joke about how much like Mastermind is based on interrogations during the war, mm. and then little sketch Guantanamo Bay game show. Yeah, Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, Bay game show. Bay game. Guantanamo game. Guantanamo game. Yeah. But this is genuine. Like sleep deprivation is is, tor- is torture. Is there any torture that people won't try and make a game show out of for money? Probably not. Yeah, because physical torture they already do. I mean, something like SAS here, who does yeah. or whatever. That's kind well, of well, even like torture. Fear Factor. They always say like the. I don't know if they do they defang the snakes and stuff and they must they can't they can't risk someone get dying actual dying. Venom. Or they just have a load of anti venom on hand and they just immediately <laughs> just right in your ass. As yeah. you're going in the in the coffin full of snakes, ah, ah, and then a needle. And if you're afraid of needles, double bad day for you. <laughs> double bad day for you, my friend. Could you go? Could you do a Fear Factor style, getting a a perspex tank full of snakes? Could you do it? Snakes, maybe, yeah. Interesting. I I kind of trust snakes in a weird way. I don't like. I think used to, when I was a kid, I thought snakes were really cool. And now they give me the heebs, man. Even though I'm, I'm here the snake in the Chinese zodiac, and they give me the. Well, you, you, you fear yourself. Yeah. Your own similar. power. Too similar. I am. Um, <laughs> that's why you're so dry and cool to the touch. What I don't like about snakes is that they move really slowly until they move really quickly. Yeah, there's a spider element there too mm. of like creepy, creepy. Rah! Just, yeah. It's not nice. 
I'd find it grosser to be covered in spiders than covered in snakes. In because if, I, cause snakes love warmth, and if they're kind of noodling all over you, then they're probably pretty happy. Because you're warm, and they're just hanging out. But then the tongue's going... i take spiders over snakes. Would you? Yeah. i take bugs. I don't mind a bug. I really I, don't mind a bug. I hate a bug. Really? I don't mind a bug, because they're dry, and they're exoskeletons. No, but they lay eggs in places and stuff, you know? Yeah, bugs, bugs to me are more of a feature of like disease so like touching them feels like disease risk whereas you don't catch disease from snakes you catch death or you don't <laughs> through biting you, you can catch a bad case of asphyxiation from a snake that's true if you um, let them hang out too much I take bugs over over smooth things any day I don't like a smooth thing really I don't like a, I don't like a soft I don't like a soft smooth thing I'll take a hard bug any day <laughs> <laughs> any day say what you like about Phil he's a hard bug man <laughs> you can take a hard bug that guy because he's a hard bug man <laughs> <laughs> and he can do what he can to get some hard bugs in ham in ham <laughs> in ham in ham and he's avoiding all the snakes <laughs> um, I I don't know a snake because like They've probably been defanged, and therefore they can't really do anything. Whereas, like, even, it, like, you can't de-egg or de-scuttle a cockroach, you know? It's all still in there. There's still horrible bugs full of disease. scuttle And, like, spiders, oh, I don't know, I just, ugh, flies all flying around, they get in your nose. Snake's but not getting in your nose. But a snake would get in your trousers, and it's like, you can't, a bug you can just get rid of, you can pick off and you can throw it away. A snake, you can't, like, oh, it's horrible, the they, idea of picking up the a snake flies and flying it. Blah, blah, in your nose and eyes. Like, I would change my view if snakes, like, they were like, you know, think about snakes. They'll crawl right up your asshole. They'll crawl right up your asshole and down your throat. Then I'd change my, then I'd be like, ooh, that's as invasive as a bug, I'd think to myself. Yeah, but like, you can cover your nose, you know, you can bag it. But... I need to breathe on something. Well, then you go, with one nose like that. From time to time. From time to time, a little snoot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I. I take bugs. I take bugs any day. Any bugs? Maybe not scorpions. I uh, well, this is it. I'm uh, and I'm I'm dry. I'd rather have dry over wet. Exactly. You famously you're an anti-wet man. Well, snakes are dry. Snakes aren't slimy. Have... They're incredibly dry. Yeah, but their movement is slimy. <laughs> yeah, bugs are. are I wet. don't like how how many degrees of freedom their bodies have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Such that's an engineer reason to fear snakes. <laughs> but they have, they have, they have uh, uh, an infinite number of degrees of freedom because they're just a wobbly line. Mm. <laughs> they can, move, they can move in any way. A bug, you can kind of understand how it's going to move. You can see the legs moving and everything. I don't. We don't know. You know, we don't even still, un- we still don't understand how snakes move mechanically. We don't understand. Really? Yeah, it's still a kind of a mystery how snakes, yeah. how their movement keep it to themselves, them. don't yeah. they? I don't like that. Uh, but you say you can predict bugs, but uh, we've all been in situations where you've kind of tried to get rid of a thing and it's flapped right into your face. <laughs> we, as if as if the moth or whatever you're trying to shoo has decided that this is a mating dance and its job is to fuck your nose. Yeah, but you can see the movement is coming from the legs or the wings. When a snake starts to yeah. move, you, you, you're, I'm just like, where are you moving from? Where's the propeller bit? Is it the neck or is the te- Where is the actual propulsion coming? What are you pushing off of? You know what I mean? Like, what's pushing onto what? Yeah, yeah. What, right? Where's the it's leg? It's moving the universe around itself. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But if and someone, that's, that's the, is that the ship in Futurama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it moves so quickly. It moves the universe around itself. But is that like? But if someone said to me, "There's a bunch of kind of like dry ropes that move mysteriously." And they're kind of going to pootle over you. I'd be like, okay, what's the other option? They go, a lot of flies get in your eyes, nose, and mouth. I'd be like, well, the, f- the, the first is, one. I'm much more comfortable with rolling over and crushing a bunch of bugs than a snake. That's horrible. Yeah, that's the hard part. I don't want to be, have to be rolling. I want to be lying in a coffin, screeching while Joe Rogan, circa 2007, makes comments. You know? Imagine watching Fear Factor in his heyday and going, the host, that, that host there, Joe Rogan, he's going to be one of the richest men on earth. He's going to be one of the most powerful media figures on earth and the most powerful media figure in human history entirely on his own terms. Mm. Without a studio, a TV channel, a broadcast network, 
None of that. It's going to be him and a guy called Jamie, I think, in his living room. And you're like, what TV show will that be? Oh, no. Pure nope. audio. Just audio. It's radio, really. But it's not even live. Right? Okay, but the, the shows will be like sort of easily digestible, sort of half hour snappy. Three hours minimum. Minimum. Probably four, four and a half. Um, he'll often be on drugs. <laughs> Legal, mild drugs, but nevertheless. And he'll, and what will it be about? Um, diet and UFC, but physics and chimps and yeah. DMT and dreams and medicine and fitness and politics and gen- gender? It's just anything. Anything that comes up, really. But in the most sort of tangential way... You will learn about things in the most useless way possible. It's information you can't use and that you can't actually verify. It's mild learning, like you would learn in a pub. Yes, yes. You go, I hung out in the pub with a professor of physics. Yeah. And here's what I remember from that social experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd you'd be surprised to hear that from, about the Fear Factor guy. I would be surprised to hear that about the Fear Factor guy as a scorpion climbed my nose and a snake climbed up my dick hole. <laughs> and I went, ah! yeah, The only way that that could have been predicted is if they'd um, locked someone in a coffin of hallucinating, hallucinogenic toads. <laughs> and they'd, and they'd seen through kind of a tunnel into the future. <laughs> And they just saw a headline saying, Joe Rogan signs $100 million deal with Spotify. And then they go, <laughs> and they come back and they're like, what's Spotify? <laughs> so it's useless information. All they know is that he's going to sign a deal worth that much with someone. Yeah. Pointless. Yeah. Uh, like a kind of pointless Nostradamus. Um, no, I'm, I'm still sticking with snakes. Uh, crawling through, army crawling through. Don't get Fear Factor confused with I'm a Celebrity. Yes. I'm a celebrity. They have to fight through a sort of coffin of something to get a little star. Oh, okay. So everyone gets rice. Right. It was fear fact you just have to withstand. Yes. Right, yes. While they kind of pour them from a bucket over you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's very different. I don't want to have to fight through a lot of snakes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It feels like it would annoy them, and they seem strong. You know? Yeah, they're powerful. Well, they have powers you don't. They have Slytherin powers. They, they have, have powers no man possesses. And then some of them can, like, do little jumps. That's what I hate. The springy, coily boys. Ah, they can do little jumps. So that's, that's true of spiders. Australian jumping spiders. You, you're going to Australia soon. You better... Oh, no. You're going to Fear Factor Island. It's true. That's what Australia is. But then for some reason, Melbourne is quite pest. Free. They've priced them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the coffees are too expensive. It's for just the, to even the, spi- the, the spiders are like, I can't afford this. I'm a black widow. My The main breadwinner is gone. <laughs> I ate him. I ate him. I shouldn't have. I ate my breadwinner. <laughs> I'm a traditional spider. Spideress, I prefer. That's how traditional I am. I prefer to be called a spideress. And I ate my breadwinner. I've got a thousand children. <laughs> How am I supposed to provide? What was I thinking? All the snakes slithering away from Melbourne. Seventeen dollars for avocados. Give me a break. Shall <laughs> right back into a little hole? <laughs> Maybe St. Patrick went to Melbourne for brunch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the snakes can't go there. Uh, yeah. So, so there's never been the creepy crawlies have never been a problem in Melbourne. Um, when I was in Adelaide years ago, for the first time since I had last been in maybe Durban, I just saw a cockroach on the pavement. Pavement cockroach. Pavement cockroach. Mm. City roach. City roach. Making Wait. a living, learning lots and making friends. Like Waiting for a bus, city roach. Did it have a little briefcase? <laughs> it had a little fedora as well. Like, <laughs> working man. Little briefcase fedora. Is smoking, kept checking his watch. Myself, I'm a company roach. <laughs> Boy, those folks at Benson and Hedges sure know how to make a fine cigarette. Well, I'll see you later. City Roach got on the bus and just pulled away. Got to get home to the wife and wife and kids. They're going to give me hell if I'm not back in time for dinner and stories. City Roach, and I'm having a boss over for dinner. Oh, <laughs> hope my wife hasn't overcooked the lump of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'd watch City Roach. I like City Roach. Sounds like a great cartoon, City Roach. 
Oh my word, is that cockroach wearing a hat? I sure am, ma'am. I would never leave home without it. My wife wouldn't allow it. He's got a briefcase, too. Well, you gotta have a briefcase in this game, friend, or you're gonna leave all your important files at home, to say nothing of the wholesome lunch I've been packed. He looks like he's going to work. Oh, I wish it only looked that way. I gotta spend it busting my hum like the rest of you, poor fools. How can he speak? Ah! That was more of a comment than a question, ma'am, but I'm glad to hear it, I suppose. He's disgusting! We're all God's creatures, sir. Stop taking jobs from decent Americans! Well, I was born here in the good old U.S. of A, sir. Yeah, you go for it, City Roach! <laughs> thank you kindly. I love you, City Roach! I'm married, but I appreciate the sentiment. City Roach is a menace! A menace to any pies you leave unattended. Extra, extra, read all about it! Everyone either hates or loves City Roach! Oh, well, I don't know about that. I think my child is ambivalent to me as a father. New deal on roach spray! Come and get it! Sir, would you like some- Oh! Well, I don't know if this is more awkward for you or me. <laughs> what do they call it? Um, salary man. Salary man? Yeah, like a, like the Japanese phenomenon. All these, oh, the salary yes. men. All these guys in their like, completely identical suits. Yes, and, and these... they identify themselves by the company. So if... if... Um, Tanaka-san works for Sony. He'll introduce himself as Sony's Tanaka. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. mad. Yeah, even in even in like even in social situations, they'll say I'm I'm Toyota's um, Tanaka. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I'm, to I'm Toyota's hero or whatever. I'm Toyota's hero. I'm Toyota's hero. That would be a good ad campaign. Are you Toyota's hero? <laughs> That sounds amazing. It's like if you sponsored a person's whole life. Yeah. Hi, I'm um, Warburton's Pierre. Like, what? And they go, yeah, the, you know, the bread company. Yeah. Well, I'm, Pep I, I'm Pepsi Presents Phil Wang. I'm Pepsi Presents the Phil Wang Experience. <laughs> they doubled the salary so they could change my name to the Phil Wang Experience. Um. <laughs> actually, now I have to say I'm um, I'm, I'm Phil Wang-inspired person. I'm not actually yeah. allowed to say I'm Phil Wang. Yes, I'm... <laughs> I'm based on a real, a true life yeah. by Phil Wang. That's the most I can tell you. <laughs> That's so interesting. But then it's like when you find out that like Nintendo as a, or something as a company has existed since like the 1700s. Oh yeah, they made like little board games, a little yeah card games and stuff. Well, there's another company that's like it's like now it's like a heavy industry company, but it used to just be a fishing concern. Well, so I guess I, they've had this whole time to develop their I like own the corporate culture. I like the word concern used in another way. We're just really concerned about We're just very fish. concerned about all these fish. <laughs> and whether or not they're in our mouths. I think Toyota originally made cotton uh, uh, weaving weave machines. Or like those yeah, weaver things. Yeah. The clack, 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 clack things where you pull the strings together. That was Toyota. People, people would finger, finger your garments. Mm -hmm. Is that a Toyota? Mm-hmm. Is that a Toyota shawl? Um, Yamaha. Well, you know the Yamaha symbol? Do you, can you picture it's the like Yamaha a bull. Single? Horns almost, isn't it? No, it's 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 three sort of Y shapes in a trying in a sort of oh yes triangular yes. yeah, and they're tuning forks. Because uh, I beg your pudding, the two the tuning forks really yeah, because either either from Yamaha's instruments, uh, of course they do or make their like, motorbikes. They make like it, saxophones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You forget that. That'd be Yamaha trumpet. Imagine driving a Yamaha bike and playing a Yamaha saxophone. <laughs> On the bike. You'd be the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> Only being able to accelerate in the gaps between saxophone solos. <laughs> really like jumping... Like you're rocking back and forth, with and you have to do the awkward switch of the hands from the bars. The and you hear the the quiet clicky clacky of the saxophone <laughs> valve. The least <laughs> cool noise. The saxophone, the the horn bit with the reed is like jammed into a helmet. Ah, that'd be, be fun. Safe. Yeah, around the visor. You keep having to like it kind of bonks against the glass. <laughs> it was. I thought there was just color in my head. God, I'm I'm. What would you say? I'm comedy's Phil Wang, but that sounds genre-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. In terms of for a time, yeah, you would I, say I'm I, Netflix's I'd, Phil Wang. Yeah, or maybe I'd have to say my management company's name. Yeah, could be. 
or um yeah I, I, right now I'd, I'd say netflix is because that's probably the coolest right yeah of all the available options yeah and there aren't loads yeah I'm Netflix. What would be the most prestigious channel that you use? I'm HBO's Phil Wang. People are like, is he going to get naked? <laughs> He's edgy. He's HBO's Phil Wang. I am contractually obliged to say I can't think of a cooler Yes, sorry. Company. Yeah, of course, yeah. Actually. <laughs> and I honestly can't. <laughs> Quite right. Um, yeah. Um, why was I saying City Roach? Oh, yeah. Just creepy crawlies. City Roach. City Roach. Yeah, I love City Roach. I love City Roach more than most of my family, actually. I love City Roach. I want to see a cartoon I'd, of City I'd Roach. I would miss City Roach more if I didn't see him for a bit than anyone I know. Working nine to five. Well, Are you coming back, City Roach? Living. Yeah, I'm just getting a pack of cigarettes. Okay. Anyone okay, City Roach. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the decline of City Roach. <laughs> Something about leaving the city to go back to those suburbs just felt so suffocating to me. Maybe I really am a City Roach in more ways than I ever imagined. And he's got a little vest on, smoking on a uh, a fire escape, New York style. Oh yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah, up on the bars, just yeah. Leaning and smoking, yeah. And there's a lot of laundry. City roach. City roach. Um, you, you were saying? No, I just I, I I sort of couldn't believe. I sometimes can't believe it when I remember that. In my head, cockroaches are such an indoors problem. Oh right. So when yes. I see them on a pavement, it is like city roach. I'm like, where are you commuting to? Oh well, I mean, in in, in Malaysia, the cockroaches outside all the time. Yeah, because outside and inside blended a lot. Well, that's it, isn't it? Mm. All doors and windows open. Yeah. Also, like, you, there's just like drains all over the the place. So you go to like a shopping area or a place with all the coffee shops, and on right outside are drains with concrete covers over them, but mm. they have holes, and so the roaches just crawl out of them and crawl back in, and it's just yeah. normal. I don't find cockroaches gross. You but see, you've had exposure therapy to them. Yeah. That's why you're fine with being in a coffin full of them. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to be in a coffin full of them. You'd love it. Yeah, I would. Coffin full of city roaches. Coffin roach! <laughs> Goth city roach. <laughs> yeah. All what? of them black, black eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> they don't scuttle. They're just in the corner smoking. They just shuffle about, yeah. What do you want? What, you think I should scuttle because I'm a roach? Real original. Um, what would I have been overexposed to that I'd be willing to sit in a coffin with? Guns. Yeah, ammo. <laughs> just a big coffin full of bullets. And I'd be like, well, it's not going to, they're very just, unlikely to go off on their own. Yeah, just belts of rounds. <laughs> That'd be a great album cover. Yeah, it would actually. In the coffin, just covered in bullets. Covered in bullets. It's just your face cool. showing. Yeah. A new album by Bullet Coffin. Yeah, that's a cool name. Or, or coffin, coffin Full of Bullets. What's better? Bullet Coffin. Coffin full of bullets, ammo coffin, coffin ammo, because that could be a way of describing a dead body. <laughs> like you could look at I, it. Yeah, I like coffin ammo. Room full of pensioners. You're like, look at all that coffin ammo. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> um, what's the word? Ah. Yeah, you know, the, the, the soldiers you throw at an enemy just to... Fodder. Fodder. Yeah, cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. Mm. Coffin ammo. Coffin Ammo. I like Coffin Ammo. That's the best one. I'd listen to the new single by Coffin Ammo. Yeah, Coffin Ammo. Did you know that Coffin Ammo actually played and composed the theme tune to City Roach? Oh, wow. It was the first job they did, and they needed the money. Interesting. They probably don't. They don't like people talking about that now. But uh, uh, if you, you watch, start you if you watch City Roach credits all the way to the end, you'll see. With you'll see with thanks to Coffin Ammo at the end, and people go, "What? Coffin Ammo? What was their involvement?" Um, in the same way that. Um, uh, what are they called? Primus. Crazy slap bass rock band from the 90s Primus did the theme tune to South Park. Ah. That's why the theme tune to South Park is quite so odd. It's quite funky. It's pretty. It's, they liked a lot of bass in Primus. That's Les Claypool. Oh, Claypool. Les Claypool, cool name. Mm. Lead singer Primus. And he... Um, actually owns a ranch called Rancho Relaxo from The Simpsons. Oh, great. Yeah. Good guy. Um, We should do some correspondence, but and also I should investigate a strange whining noise that seems to be coming from the other end of the kitchen. Is that not just the fridge? It should not be doing that. Oh. But let's do some correspondence. Okay. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ring letters. Keep your coolest emails. Phone numbers. Your sister. Keep your sister. Correspondence. All right. The noise has been solved, as much as any noise can be solved. Um, and we have a message, Phil, from Reese. Another Reese, same Reese. We had a Reese I last week. Don't think it's the same Reese. There are a lot of Reeses around, actually. Ah, Reese, pleased to meet you. Nice. Thank you. Hi, the filling joke. Ah, a reference to the killing joke. Uh, the legendary. Batman comic about yeah. the Joker. Really horrible story. Really nasty and brutal and gross. Yeah. Hi, Who is it? wrote it? Was Brian Bolland the artist? Ooh. So he says, Hi, the filling oh. joke and Pierre acclaimed graphic novelly. <laughs> That's good. Lovely. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, he says, We all know you love talking about both Tat and the Joker. Yes. But has the topic of Joker Tat ever reared its ugly head? Ooh. And there is. There's plenty of Joker Tat. And it is an ugly head. Maybe it has. My memory's pretty bad. <laughs> he says. I still have my childhood best friend on Facebook, even though we haven't seen each other for about 10 years. And he absolutely loves sharing posts by pages with names like Joker Quotes. Oh, no. Which feature a picture of the clown prince of crime, usually Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix, but occasionally Jared Leto. Okay. Accompanied by a quote that the Joker clearly never said. <laughs> Clearly never said. Clearly never said. The quotes are usually about trust or being underappreciated. <laughs> oh, God, it's real incel stuff. Or not wanting to wear a face mask. Oh, no. Yeah, there's been a bit of that. Yeah, I don't think the Joker has... I don't think it's canon for the Joker to be anti-mask. The Joker died of COVID. <laughs> Let's put a mask back on that little face of yours. <laughs> Let's put a mask on that face. It's what? not for you, it's for others. <laughs> it's not about the mask it's about sending a message <laughs> and it just dies um, anyway I saw the attached one which is obviously a piss take of the genre but I thought you guys would appreciate it P.S. I loved your show at the Palladium the Philadium, Phil oh thanks I think Phil even made eye contact with me I'll never wash my eyes again <laughs> Koji Reese and so this is a parody of Joker Tat okay and it's that uh, black and white shot it's, it's that shot of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker smoking with his hand in his pocket, oh, God, looking down. I hate that Joker But it's been so changed much. to black and white except his hand for some reason, Ugh. which is mad, Gross. but that's good. And the caption is, when the whole world is poo-poo, <laughs> dot, 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 be the pee-pee. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. Yeah, it's, oh, man, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, that movie has... <sighs> it's, I think it's done a lot more bad than good. Yeah, just, I think making a movie about how touching it is to be an incel, in a way. Yeah, and how moving it is to be not to, be, to, be to, to give mad. up on society, and that actually society doesn't deserve you because you're so special and un, 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 un impossible to understand because you're so deep. I hate all that <laughs> shit. I hate it. Just, just be decent and do something well. And try not to complain too much. <laughs> Why can't people just do that? That's you as um, Asian semi-Confucian Joker. <laughs> a Joker who exists only in order to reinforce society and make it more cohesive. <laughs> Pay attention to your responsibilities. Do what you do well. And try not to complain. cause... Try not to complain, yeah. Try not to complain. And just contribute. Yes. Contribute what you can. And keep your own... <laughs> Home in order. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about sending a message, the Joker says, as he pays his taxes in full. <laughs> People go, oh, that's quite a wholesome way to look at it, Joker. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. 
He still does everything nice, like you said, like responsible, but he still does it like mad. <laughs> like he's still got makeup and he still looks sweaty and he still goes, rah! <laughs> Picking up litter going, ooh, but just being really nice. Uh, what a rubbish day. <laughs> going up to a, a, a hobo. Hey there, buddy. I want some food and shelter. And then he just does do that. <laughs> no irony to it just uh doing what he can um will gets in touch will you just give us your correspondence will you just give it will you just tell us dear phil and pierre vanilla Ooh. back to the classic reset reset factory settings he says, I've gone mainstream as I couldn't figure out how to appropriately word an opening to describe my new favourite double act with an ode to my my first favourite double act and Pooh, the two runnies. Ah, that's nice. Very the good. two runnies, yeah. Having listened to the first chunk of episodes of Bud Pod, I sadly fell out of step right at the beginning of the first lockdown and went cold turkey. I had a similar thing in lockdown. I, I stopped listening to podcasts. Because we weren't going anywhere. At a time when you thought, oh, I'll... This, yeah, exactly. You weren't going anywhere. You weren't doing anything. You didn't need... Distracting. Mm, well, you did, but not... But like full distraction, you watch things, you played games, you Yeah. Yeah. You could distract yourself from your own thoughts with listening. Yeah. And lying perfectly still. Yeah, I can't lie still and listen to something. It's a rare pleasure. Pleasure. Something has to be very pleasurable in order to justify that. Uh good news though, because if we went cold turkey, remember. Oh yeah. We're back on the turkey's back on the menu, boys. Good news though, I fell off the wagon again a couple of weeks ago and I'm back on crack. Ass not cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Two poo stories for you, and one in particular that involves Phil himself. Wow, what? This now I'm intrigued. My god. I shall start there. Phil. Japoos. <laughs> That's like, good, isn't like, it? Like jacuz. Like jacuz, yeah. yeah. In an old episode, you mentioned a pre-Bud Pod plain Lou incident. Oh, well, this is our f- this is our friend Will. This is Will. Wine Will. This is Wine Will. This is another wine person. This is Portugal Wine Will. Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. But this, this is old email. Ah. Uh, Did he tweet you this as well? Well, I spoke to him about it then and there. And then, oh. I mean, he has messaged me as well. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, for the listeners. also knew an ex-girlfriend of mine. Somehow Will... And I am meant to be My in each God. other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is his original email, maybe. Yeah. Well, this is th- this will be the story of when we first met. But yeah. let's, let, let's, let's say Will tell the story. Let's see how Will remembers it. <laughs> um, in a pre-Bud Pod plane loo incident with someone coming out of the bog on a plane listening to your com-com pod having done a shit. That's right. That was me you bumped into. Yeah. So it's an extraordinary thing. I was on a flight to... America, Australia, New York. New York, ah, or from and and I went up to the bathroom and a guy had just finished the, using the toilet. He came out and when he saw me, he looked like he'd seen a ghost. He was like, huh? like that, but not not like not like he was a huge fan. He went, Phil Wang. It was like he was frightened. Yeah, well, it was weird. And and I was like, you're right. And without saying a word, Will just picked up his phone and just showed me the screen. And it was my episode of the Comedians Comedian podcast yeah. that I was listening. So he was listening to me talking to Stuart Goldsmith on the toilet and then got out and I was just there. <laughs> he just <laughs> manifested you. me. Well, yeah. here's where your stories differ. Oh. Hence, Japoos. Okay. That was me you bumped into, but it was you leaving behind the remnants of a trip to New York. What, what does that mean? I you were the in the loo. Have I? As I sat adding my appendix to your travel log. Uh, uh, lovely stuff. Oh, really yes, nice. I think you're right. I've misremembered. It was the other way around. Little I was. did I know I was smelling the future, he says. I'm so glad I did, and I'm <laughs> loving the podcast. Um, gosh, have I? do I reinvent memories so that I have the, mo- the most dignity? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, that sounds like such a thing that you do to minimize your many regrets. Does Will say anything there about my six pack that I had? 
Um, um, he says you. He did say you, you left a mark in the bowl from how low your enormous penis hang. Good, that, that's how I remember it. Too. Okay, good. That's porcelain how, off. That's how I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that I've remembered him coming out of having just done a poo. And yeah, because you don't remember ever having done a shit. <laughs> you know they're happening while they happen to you, and then they just get deleted from your memory. You've only ever done wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny gosh yeah, what, a, what, a, what an what an embarrassing yeah fraud to be to be caught in yeah yeah well you will never know for sure no i i put my hands up i oh, um, okay all right I, I think i think will's absolutely right Fair i enough. was coming out he's absolutely right Fair i was enough. coming out of the toilet the real story was you were coming out of the toilet listening to your own episode of come come pod and, and I you just, showed it to him. Yeah, he had no idea who said, I was. Listen to this. That's me, that is, I said. Yeah, and you said, I'll only let you use the loo if I can see you load this up and start listening. <laughs> Type it. Com- comedian's comedian, yeah. With an apostrophe. <laughs> okay, he's terrified. It's conversation with comedians. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just listen to this. Listen while you go in there. And, when you, and, then, at the end, and then you come out, and when you come out, you're going to see me, and you need to do a big shocked face. And you will show me how far you got in. And yeah. You tell me what you think so far. All right. Now get in there. And then as he got in, you slapped him on the bum. And just remember, I don't poop. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't do it. And then, and then as you scream, I don't do it. You see right down the aisle of the plane, the air hostess looking around the curtain. And you <laughs> smile and go, wave a bit like, oh, it's yeah. fine. We're, having a, we're just having a laugh. <laughs> You want to be on a no-fly list. Yeah, like an air marshal in, in, in plain clothes just reaches for his gun. You just, he just really subtly flicks the the, the holster button off. <laughs> and you just go, ah, you wave both hands. Ah, I'm my friend here. And you hold Will's shoulder, give him a kiss. Isn't that right, Will? And he's like, oh, yeah, we're just fooling around, ain't we, Will? We're just having fun, yeah, right? Man, get in there, you scamp. See you in a minute. And the guy just goes, hmm. Puts his headphones back in and keeps watching uh, Big Mama's House. <laughs> <laughs> so Will continues. My second story, he says, is rancid. Oh. Rancid. <clears throat> A good friend, who I will keep anonymous for shame reasons. Yeah, good reason. Was in Mumbai for a two-week work trip a couple of years back. And being weak of stomach and bowel. <laughs> <laughs> was having rather a tough time of it. Hmm. Luckily, his hotel and place of work were well-equipped with the appropriate facilities for arse vomit. Okay. A.K.A. Toilets. I guess toilets. Yeah, toilets, yeah. They had toilets. I'm sorry, sir. This is a no-toilet hotel. You'll have to do your shits outside. (laughs) We have a designated shitting area. There's a shitting area around the back with a cover over it. and You'll see the signs. (laughs) Luckily, they were equipped with the appropriate facilities for arse vomit, and thus his emergencies were devoid of shame. Until the end of his trip. A night out with his local colleagues, which resulted in an unbearable hangover, which two of his colleagues insisted could be cured by lunch at a favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. I would love to go on the piss in Mumbai. Oh. I have no concept of what that would be like. Yeah. Pints in Mumbai. Heaty. Noisy. Noisy. Lively. Lively. Bikes. Bikes. Cows in the road. Cows in the road. You can lean on when you're, when you're like, oh, I just need to, give me a sec, and you just lean on. Oh, I love you, mate. Oh, man, the cow. <laughs> give him a kiss. Oh, you're my best mate. People nodding approvingly. That's how you treat them. That's right. We were a bit you know, worried for a second there, but. We thought you were going to eat him, you fucking savage. Because we've heard of you guys do that. We've heard you f- lunatics do that. Yeah. Yeah, it must be fun. A Probably. night in Mumbai. A night in Mumbai. Bombay. Bombay yes. Sapphire, you could drink. You have to be Mumbai Sapphire. Mum- yeah, you have to change it to Mumbai Sapphire now. Go. when's that Twitter campaign coming out? <laughs> um, at some point, it will. With the inevitability of dawn. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's so. a shame that the colonial names are nicer. Bombay is nicer. Burma is nicer than Myanmar. Well, see, controversially, Myanmar is the name that the f- sort of fascist military dictatorship chose. Whereas uh. apparently Burma is one of the names that's acceptable. But then a bunch of, you know, call me crazy, Phil. This might be the first time in history that well-meaning Western liberals have been hoodwinked by a foreign regime. Surely not. 
I think it might be the first ever time that this has happened. I can't imagine that ever, ever having happened in any other country. I know. Any other way. Surely this must be the only time. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, the local guys, his mates, are saying, we know you're hungover. This, is, this restaurant is the cure. Mm-hmm. Um, fed increasingly spicier dishes, which were good for, quote, sweating out the booze. That's right. His hungover brain failed to predict the imminent and obvious disaster. Also, it's probably all vegetarians. That's high fiber. Oh, of course. Very mm. regular. You'll become. Um, feeling the ominous pinch in his gut, he politely inquired as to the whereabouts of the loo. Predictably, there were no loos. Ah, so, yeah, so, so they did have a... Really was a no-shitting restaurant. No-shitting restaurant, yeah. Being a mere 200 meters from his hotel, he decided to chance it. A difficult walk. The walk of fate. A cowboy's walk. Yeah. Mm. Or like a pinched ballet person. Yeah, on the tiptoes. Yeah, ankles, ankles together. Plieing across the road. I mean, um, you wouldn't plie. Plie is squatting down. That, oh, that, that's, that's the last thing yeah, you want to do. that's the last thing you want to do. To plie your pants. I don't know what the pointy... On point? On point? Demi, because you have like a demi one and a semi... Semi-toe, demi... Isn't it on point when it's on their tiptoes? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, that is on point. That is on point. That's what... People say when they see ballerinas doing that. God, that's on point. <laughs> so um, that's a good point. That's what I see when I see a ballerina <laughs> get on her tiptoes. You say it like you're being chastened. Good point. <laughs> okay, okay, good point. Look, good, good point. Good point. Well made. Look, you made a good point. Look, you've made it. You've made your point. <laughs> okay, good point. Okay. You've made your point. You're, you've more than made your point. You've made a very good point there. <laughs> well, now you're just showing off with all the good points. <laughs> no need to rub it in. Uh, being a mere 200 meters from his hotel, he decided to chance it and made his way swiftly running from the knees down. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like a duck. Or like... um. Like Bugs Bunny when it goes, yeah, blah, 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 and they sort of spin. And they're spinning on the spot, and then, pew. Um, halfway back, realization set in. There was no way he would make it. Mercy of all mercies, there was a McDonald's en route. God bless globalization. God save the clown. <laughs> Thank goodness for the good British McDonald's. A fine Scottish company. Good Scottish food. <laughs> at Scottish prices. <laughs> Rushing in, he headed for the well-signposted loos at the back, only to find both male and female occupied. Opposite, there was an unmarked door, which upon opening he realised was a cleaning cupboard. Knowing the oh. other option was to shit himself in plain sight. All everyone in the McDonald's going, Vring! like uh, guards in Snake. <laughs> in in Metal, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> plain sight he dove into the cupboard inexplicably removing both shoes and placing them on the floor of the cupboard yeah just panicked oh, 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 just took his shoes off this'll help this'll help and promptly filled them with diarrhea jeez <laughs> at the moment they overflowed an unsuspecting janitor opened the supply cupboard door to find a pink sweaty white man taking a shit into a pair of shoes and onto the floor at, at this wow, point, he must have said. Toilets really are different in the UK. Uh, at this point, it feels like Indians in India must to see a, like a panicked, sweaty white person having diarrhea must just be so pedestrian at this point. They just go oh, tourist. Yeah, Ugh, not there. Okay, go on. They there. must just think that we're constantly exploding shit and vomiting. Mm. They must think that London is chaos. <laughs> just crowds of people just... Blah, blah, just. How are they financial capital? All they do is shit. How do they conquer the world while basically just having 24-7 norovirus? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, shitting into shoes is funny as well. I'm picturing like patent black leather business shoes. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. It would be them if it's a business trip. <laughs> To add insult to injury, the open cupboard door revealed the now open and available door of the men's toilet. Oh. Just missed it. So close. The disgusted shouts from the janitor brought first a manager and then staff to witness his and then add to their disappointment. To further add to his misery, he walked the hunt as he walked the hundred meters back to the hotel, having cleaned himself and the cupboard, he was distracted by the recent horror 
and he trod in dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Koji will. Um, P.S. I have found that dictators and cunts have names that lend themselves to poo, and in some case fart puns. Poo Garby. Oh, yeah. Ceausescu Poo. <laughs> poo Pot. Yeah. Ong Sung Poo Ki. Yeah. Ki. It's Chi, isn't it? Poo Chi. Poo Chi, yes, yeah. sorry, it's K Y I. Yeah. Ong Sung Poo Chi. Who knew? Who knew? Let her out. Yeah. She'd go and endorse a genocide. Well, you know, she's um, she's a strong, independent woman. You know, they, <laughs> can't tell her what to do. General Punishay. Oh yeah. Anwar Sadchat. Sadat. Oh, I don't know. Sadat. It's better. Hosni Pubarak. Trump. Adolf Schittler. Adolf Schittler. I can't believe you missed that off the list. Yeah. Omar Albashit. Pugo Chavez. <laughs> Hugo Chavez. Yeah. yeah. Very nice, Will. Um, A cornucopia there from Wine Will. Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro. Uh, Stalin is hard. Star, star, star. Pus, pus, if, no, that's, Pus of Stalin. That's mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Leon Plopsky. <laughs> <laughs> um... Bene- Bumito Mussolini. Pussolini. Pussolini. Pus- Pus- Bumito Pussolini. How did I miss that? Pussolini. Uh, yes. Uh, is that all of them? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that's all the big ones. All the big boys. Publai Khan. Publai Khan. <laughs> Don't catch him calling you that. You'd be a skull on a throne. Um, uh, well, now it's time to go where only the richest dictators are allowed, Phil. The Patreon bonus part. Oh, yes. Yes, where only the wealthiest may convene for the spiciest of takes. Yes. Takes from around the world. Exotic takes you've never even seen. Some takes that hath not ever known the touch of man. (laughs) We'll see you there. Enjoy. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye.